Today, some perspective on the second quarter plunge of the GDP. President Trump suggests delaying the election in November. And Dr. Fauci says, why stop at masks? Let's just add goggles. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by two very, very dashing gentlemen. We've got uh, Yaku Buyans, host of the Yaku Buyans Show, back with me. Thanks for being here. And uh, we've got Sheriff Bill Weyburn of Tarrant County back in studio. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I do want to get into the headlines of the day, but I just have to ask you, Sheriff, uh, how's it going these days with all of these uh, defund the police movements? I'd like to believe in Texas, you're not seeing as much of it? No, we're not. In fact, uh, just recently had a half-cent sales tax election in Fort Worth and the city of Fort Worth, and the citizens came out overwhelmingly and said and passed that so they could continue funding the police. Good. So so uh, I think the, the good citizens of Texas and Tarrant County in particular are very much standing behind their law enforcement and rule of law county. Good. It's it's good to hear. You know, I, uh, I was speaking with Chad Prather earlier this week, and we were talking about the, what was it, Weatherford, that they had yes. uh, a rally. Uh, and, you know, you see the Antifa and Black Lives Matter and people trying to cause chaos. And I'm like, you know, you don't want to be bringing that to Texas. No, this is not the place where it should go. And when they went out to Weatherford, I think they were greeted by 400 citizens mm. that were saying, not here, not now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of what it's like uh, anytime you want to try that in any of the DFW uh, areas. Just a, a word of caution to those of you who might be thinking about it. Uh, so headlines of the day. The U.S. economy recorded its largest ever plunge in activity during this year's second quarter, according to data that was just released today by the Commerce Department's Bureau of Economic Analysis. Now, I want to kind of tell you how it's being framed and then just give a little bit of perspective on that. And then I want to get your uh, I want to get your thoughts on this, gentlemen. So the way that it's being reported is that it fell a colossal 32.9 percent between April and June. Obviously, we know uh, most of why that is. Many Americans were forced out of work. When you can't work, you can't spend. Uh, and everyone's staying at home. And the plunge, uh, however, was not quite as bad as predicted. Predicted, they had expected a 34.7% drop. So saved a couple percentage points there. However, just some perspective, and this is from our uh, our chief researcher here at Blaze TV, Jason Buttrell, who was on yesterday. He said the real number is actually 9.5%. If you do the math, the 32.9 figure is an annual figure. So they're thinking if that decline continued throughout the entirety of the year, it would end up at 32.9%. Right now, it is 9.5%. And just for some perspective, Germany declined 10.1%. So sensationalism is what sells. Obviously, you hear the 32.9% and you think it's much worse than it is. But if you want to put it into perspective, it is that, uh, you know, less than 10%. Yaku, what are your thoughts on this? Because obviously, the economy is everything when it comes to the election in November. Yeah, and, and as I said before, it's been the president's calling card really in the beginning. I mean, and he offered it up, which I thought was was great for him at the time to say, look, we've we got to shut down and do things. 
but they will always go with the, with the most grotesque or the, the scare tactic number, mm -hmm. whether it's 2 million Americans are going to die or it's 32.9%. Now, thanks to Jason and guys like Jason mm -hmm. that do their research and say, hold on a minute, it's not 12 months. This is what a 12-month impact would look like, but it's not going to be 12 months. We're already climbing mm -hmm. out of the slump. But it's just, it's, they will grab, Sarah, they will grab at anything that drives fear into this nation. It's mm -hmm. all fear-driven. Right. This is this is the conversation we're having about the blue. You know, the, the men and women in our in our in our law enforcement is they you may get hurt and it's fear driven. But an economy that falls like this and makes a headline like this is is not good for the for, for the healthy individual out there that wants to see the country stabilized because it's scare tactics. So information like Jason's information needs mm -hmm. to get out to say, listen, it's a nine point five number. We're climbing back. It is the previous quarter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, we will mm -hmm. see what the third quarter looks like. This is second quarter to be expected. Right. Worldwide. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. And there's nations that's far higher than that. There's nations that I don't think comes back. Right. I mean, I don't know how they come back. Right. So they have to be bailed out by another nation. So just perspective. People mm. need perspective. Perspective is everything. What are your thoughts, Sheriff? Numbers and numbers and darn numbers. <laughs> is It's the writer sensationalizing rather than telling the facts and say, hold on, folks, this is what this is. But uh, I absolutely expected some of this economic news, but remember reporting already in the past. Mm -hmm. And we already know that the future holds that we're gaining jobs by month. The stock market's gone back up and, and uh, uh, done well. There may be another contraction, and that would be reasonable with everything that's going on. But I think the economy is coming back, and I think that this is people using scare tactics. So we need to hang on. It's almost as if the Democrats and the people who control the media don't actually want the economy to be good. Call me crazy, right? Well, I think they've said it. Yeah. I think they've said it. I think uh, we've heard them say that. We hope that uh, uh, the economy tanks in uh, some corners uh, and, and not, uh, not come back until after the election. Yeah. yeah. And Sarah, you've seen it in mainstream media, too. You've had many ma mainstream media hosts say, look, in order to remove this president, let the economy fall. Mm -hmm. and that equals lives lost, families destroyed. And that's what that equals. But, but they don't think that far. Um, look, what do, does need to happen is we need to open up because the rise at Wall Street is not really on par with productivity. Mm. We haven't seen the productivity coming out of the country. We need to produce. We need to make things. We need to sell things. So we've seen a spike in Wall Street, but our production has to climb or we will see a compression. We will see mm. that again because it just the gap is just too big, right? So opening the country up and producing and selling is, is pivotal. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff, how do you feel like Texas has handled uh, this crisis? I know, you know, Greg Abbott... Uh, we, he, he shut everything down, he rolled it back out, and then we kind of, you know, got a little bit scared and shut everything back down. Well, no, I'm sorry, not everything, not but, uh, you know, the bars, uh, poor bar owners. Uh, You're, you know, it's, if you don't serve, you happen to have made the decision not to serve food. Uh, to the extent that you're allowed to be open, you're really paying for it now. It certainly feels like the, the state government is picking winners and losers in all of this. What are your thoughts? I agree with that. The, the bar owners, the gym owners. I mean, can you imagine having set up a half a million dollar gym right. in, in, in February? Yeah. And then and having a, to pay off all of that equipment every month, right? Absolutely, yeah. and building rent and all that. So you are picking winners and losers. And, you know, I lean back and, and I think that, hey, we are a free people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and we let us be full grown people. And uh, so I, I, I'm for the rollout. I'm for the kids going back to school. I'm for us pressing forward and, and boldly, boldly go into the future. Yeah. Let's, let's go on. Yeah. Uh, all right. I want to move on to President Trump. Now, I just want to uh, I want to warn the audience. I don't we you know, like I can't speak for these gentlemen at the table. I certainly will walk across broken glass to vote for the guy in November. But uh, so uh, any criticism is not meant to be, you know, I know you guys always get mad whenever anyone criticizes President Trump. But sometimes he tweets stuff and I'm like, could you just not could you just set down the phone? Could you, you just not do the tweet this particular time. Uh, he tweeted and suggested delaying the elections over the pandemic. He said, with universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which is good, 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote? With three question marks. Uh, he ended up pinning that to the top of his profile. And uh, while I know, you know, we can sit here and talk about how it's all talk. We know how he how he does this. We know that Congress isn't actually considering doing something like this, and it would take an act of Congress. So we know that it's not really something that would happen. However, now we get to hear about it for the next, what, 48 to 72 hours. The next week, we got to hear about it on CNN, how President Trump is threatening, you know, the, the nation and all of these things. He's not going to go willingly if he gets unseated. I mean, I can already see the headlines. You got to say, I mean, do you have to tweet that? What what good is that helping right now, especially when we see the latest polls? Yaku, what do you think? I, I've really tried to put myself in his shoes. Yeah. And how do you do that? How do you put yourself in this? He's an impossible shoes? situation. But, yeah. How do you? But but I've tried to 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 work with his psyche a little bit. And historically, he plays games with the media. He plays games with Congress. And I'm not saying this in a negative sense, mm-hmm. but he knows how to swing the conversation in media. And was this a way for him to say, look, I'm going to take some power back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to decide what you're going to talk about for the next 48 hours. And it's really all about nothing. Yeah. I'm not going to stop the, you know, the, right. the election day, whatever. But I'm just going to get you off of Black Lives Matter, get you off of something. I just I need to just, hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm ahead of the household and I'm put my foot down for a second. You know, I want to believe that's maybe the strategy. Mm-hmm. But we also know there is knee jerk tweeting. Right. And, and, and this is him saying that himself, the president saying that himself. And yes, to your point, I, I also sometimes would say, and even his daughter, Vanka, would say, maybe not that one at this time. <laughs> right. But a part of me wants to believe that it was maybe a little more strategic than we think. Okay. Just to swing the news cycle a little bit away from, because it's been an avalanche. Yeah. I mean, it's been an avalanche against, against law enforcement and Black Lives Matter and against, you know, if you're, if you're Caucasian, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And, and this does make people halt and go, wait a minute, the election? May, what, what, does he have a play? Does he not? Yeah. Well, and to Yako's point, uh, Sheriff, per- perhaps it's to get all of his, the talk about federal law enforcement, you know, and the criticisms of him, him bringing federal law enforcement into Portland Maybe that's what it, what it is. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I think he is a tactical guy. Yeah. And so this could be to throw throw folks off the trail and to to redirect. There's absolutely that possibility. And I think he's been an incredible president. 
and actions are more important than words with him. And that's what we've got to watch is what is the actions? And his actions are always for, in the best interest of the American people. And uh, as far as his tweeting, you know, it's, it's one of those things is the, the worst thing about him is, is he says what he thinks. And the best thing about him, he says what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's no filter. We get right. everything. Right. Uh, but there are days where I go, and I know I'm with his daughter. I'm with everybody. I'm like, Mr. President, can you give that phone to the third person over <laughs> so at least you get to walk to it? And he said this the other day in an interview where he said, I used to write letters and think about it. <laughs> so let's maybe write a tweet out. Right. Just use a memo pad and and, yeah. and, and, and then rethink about it. But I, it could be a, it could be one of those deals where it's, we're going to get them off the track. Yeah. Sa save it in your tweet drafts, maybe. Just, yeah. just hit save to drafts. Uh, Sheriff, I do want to ask you one more thing on that particular topic, uh, having to deal with federal law enforcement coming into these cities. You know, we see them coming into Portland. Mm -hmm. I know uh, last, we, we discussed on the show yesterday, the state was making a deal with the Trump administration, with the DHS, that, you know, as long as federal government thought that they had it under control, that they right. would pull out. Um, what are your thoughts on the federal government coming in to the cities? And do you think that they gave them enough time uh, to let the state handle it if the state was going to handle it before they swooped in? I think they gave them more than enough time. I think it was way out of control, and cities are incorporated to be cities, like the one we sit in, and they're incorporated to govern themselves, and the first line of that is to defend themselves. They failed in defense of that city, so there's no hope. So federal law enforcement coming in to protect federal assets, it wasn't like they were going out on the streets and policing, they were protecting federal assets right. that, the, that the city hadn't done, the county hadn't done, and the state hadn't done. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think he was without choice, yeah. and he did the right thing. Yeah. All right, we have got more coming up after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, ScoreMaster. So uh, ScoreMaster was created by credit data scientists. I bet you didn't know that those existed, but they do. Uh, the average ScoreMaster user raises their credit score, get this, 61 points in 20 days or less. Yes, that's right. You heard me correctly. I said 61 points in that short amount of time. One person raised her credit score 102 points in 11 days. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm telling you, ScoreMaster is the new science that really super boosts your credit score faster and easier than anything that you have tried in the past. It really puts you in control of your credit score. And these days, I know it's hard. It's hard for a lot of Americans who, you know, we were just talking about how a lot of you were out of work or maybe you're a small business owner and you, has, you still had your job, but you're not making as much for that amount of time. You're behind on your bills and you don't want your credit to take a hit for that. Or maybe you're just getting a home loan, buying a car, refinancing, getting a job. Uh, whatever the case may be, you should have the power, not the banks. ScoreMaster will put you in control of that. You can enroll in minutes and see how many plus points you can add to your credit score. And then you can send me your stories so that I can share them on the news and why it matters. You can go to scoremaster.com slash news. That is scoremaster.com slash news. It'll take you a couple of minutes and you can improve your credit score in just days. Scoremaster.com slash news. Back in a minute. Before we 
we move on, I want to ask you gentlemen uh, about the there's kind of two facets to this Trump tweet, which is number one, delaying the election. Number two, the issue of fraudulent mail in voting and whether or not that is a credible you know, thing to say that's happening. Uh, even CBS News this morning, apparently they did their own experiment. Uh, they sent out two batches of 100 mock ballots from different locations around the city of Philadelphia and found uh, that even in that small experiment of 100, only 100 that you're dealing with, that some went missing. Only 97% of the ballots had been returned. So uh, 3% of voters were effectively in this experiment disenfranchised by mail by giving their ballots uh, even a week to arrive. And that was just in the different areas of Philadelphia. So, um, you know, Attorney General uh, Bill Barr, he has also argued that Trump is correct about the danger of mail-in voting. I would argue that, like, I mean, you don't even need an experiment to tell you that that would be a disaster. I've sent many things through the Postal Service that have never actually gotten to its intended uh, recipient. So I don't understand why there's this weird argument about how that could potentially be a disaster. It seems very clear to me. What am I missing? I'm so glad you brought it back because that we didn't touch on that earlier. I'm waiting. I've been waiting eight weeks for an Amazon package. Okay, (laughs) Amazon. I'm fighting now to get my money back. Now, yeah. I can just tell you historically where I w- I'm just going to speak out of experience. Mm-hmm. We fished mail-in ballot boxes out of a lake in 1994, 1995 in South Africa. Wow. Hundreds of them. Hundreds of them. So I'm just telling you, mail-in ballots don't work. Yeah. They get lost. They mysteriously catch on fire. Mysterious. They, they, they end up in the bottom of lakes. Mm-hmm. Right? So the president is 100% accurate. Just from experience. I'm just talking experience. And human nature is human nature. Yeah. Corrupt, corruption is corruption. So I do not trust that, nor should he. Um, I'm glad you brought it back to that. So yeah. no, I'm, I am 100% behind him. And look, Attorney General Barr, the guy... The guy's working hard, you know, and, and, and he knows what he's doing, and there's a good team there, but, but we need to stand firm. We need as normal as possible. Mm. Life needs to go back to normal. We need to go to, the, go to the booth, go cast your vote, no manipulation, no funny business. Well, the Democrats had no problem with uh, keeping the polls open in, where was it, Wisconsin and several places that they were locked down during the coronavirus pandemic when their primary was set to happen. And they still said, no, it's totally fine. It's not safe enough for you guys to open your businesses, but it is safe enough for you to come to the polls. Don't worry, we'll have plenty of hand sanitizer. Now, all of a sudden, they want to change to mail-in votes. It kind of makes you wonder what the ulterior motive is, Sheriff. Yes, ma'am. People have been prosecuted in Tarrant County for fraudulent voting in regards to some of this, and they are gone to prison. And I believe it does happen. Uh, I believe the attorney general is correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's take the president out of it. Bill Barr is a professional. He's looking at it through the right lens. I can tell you it's happening here. I think if you visit with DAs around the state and around the country, you're going to find that they are suspect of it and that... uh, I think people need to prepare to show up and they need to vote. We'll do the social distance, the mask. Yeah. We'll do all that yeah. and it'll do fine. And we just had a runoff election in Tarrant County and it went great. Really? So, Good. Yeah. Um, I, and I do wonder what that will do with the social distancing, what that will do to, you know, obviously the line will have to be much longer 
right. when you're talking about and six feet and how you period. do it. Maybe it's not a, a, extend it by days. Do right. what you got to do. And the governor's already done that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, but you have, but but what I'm thinking is you have to wonder if that will make it come down to uh, just purely enthusiasm because it seems like the the more the more enthusiastic voters are going to be the ones to actually go out there and Good say, point. all right, I'm going to stand in this line. It feels very long, you know, but I'm going to do it anyway. And uh, the less enthusiastic will just say, eh, you know, I was going to vote for Joe Biden, but he's like already halfway in the grave anyway. So what's the point of that? <laughs> uh, Nancy Pelosi announced a new rule that lawmakers and staff will be required to wear a mask while in the hall of the lower chamber. And she warned that anyone who refuses to do so could be booted out by the sergeant at arms. Uh, she said that, uh, of course, in the hall of the house at all times, except that members may remove their masks temporarily when recognized. Because I guess you don't spread the virus whenever you're recognized and, and you get to speak. Um, so <laughs> mask mandate on the House floor. I mean, I guess at least they're practicing what they're preaching. I'm trying to I'm trying to get some sort of a positive spin on this, but I don't think you're not with me. No, when, like, no, when I, when I I'm saw, not buying that. Look, no. When do they practice what they preach ever? Yeah. <laughs> they the same health care system as the rest of the Americans, right. and then we'll talk. I mean, yeah. they don't ever do what they want Americans to do. Now, for me, when I read that and I saw that, uh, Sarah, it, immediately what came to mind is just Nancy just needs a voice. She just needs to, uh, I've been out of the media for a minute. Mm-hmm. I just need to get back in there. It's, it's, it's the, Nadler going after Bill Barr recently. He's like, this is my moment again. Yeah. yeah. Well, every time I see her, though, I don't she always has her little thing Her, yeah. I don't want to call it a mask because yeah. it's not her little neck gaiter or whatever pulled all the way down. Yeah. I never actually see her with it up, which I guess is because she's always running her mouth and she has to pull it down. But I don't know who who knows. What are your yeah. thoughts, Sheriff? Well, I tell you, I am still not sure of all the science behind mask and all that stuff, you know, and, and you know, from my standpoint, one of the things I try to do, if I'm going someplace and people want to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask with them. If they don't, they, I, a lot of times I won't. Uh, but I wish that uh, democracy was alive on that floor and say, hey, members, what do you all think? Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's not decide this together. Should we be wearing masks or not wearing masks? And let it be an up or down vote. And go right. on. Yeah. Um, how are, are you guys enforcing the mask mandate? No, uh, is, is now I always clarify that with is because uh, it's, it's kind of confusing is the governor's order says that that uh, we should enforce it mm-hmm. uh, when somebody's out walking about and uh, and businesses have to have the plan and and, and policymakers. But we are not. And if you're walking down the street, he also says I can't detain you. So from a law enforcement standpoint, if I'm going to write you a citation for not having a mask or warn you, I have to detain you. But he says I can't detain you. So it's counter. Okay. So I can't do that. So, you know, I can encourage people. Right. I can educate people. Right. uh, Those kind of things. But now businesses are... Uh, policymakers and in, in even government buildings, if they say, hey, we want everybody to wear a mask, mm-hmm. we can tell people you can't come in the building unless you're wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you gotten a lot of those calls? Have there been a well, lot? There's of- been a few, but yeah. very few. You know, most people are fairly compliant and, and they go in and, and they go, you know, I hate wearing a mask. And like, yeah, all of us do. And But that's what the policymaker, whether it's the owner of the business or or whoever said that that's what they wanted, you know, so they want you to wear your shirt and your mask. Right, right. But please, please wear the shirt, yeah, at least. Absolutely. All right, bare minimum. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, including 
Dr. Fauci, you know, we're sitting here talking about wearing masks. And I agree with you, Sheriff. I'm still waiting to see the conclusive science on that. But while you're waiting to see the conclusive science on that, uh, you should also be wearing goggles or eye shields, according to Dr. Fauci. We will get into that after the break. We'll be back. Dr. Fauci's an interesting character all by himself. Before we move on to Dr. Fauci, just wanted to, gentlemen, get your get your thoughts on this. So I was at Out to Eat uh, last week, and I, I actually, my husband and I took this picture that I have um, in regards to the mask mandate and businesses, private businesses, being able to set their own policies. Uh, the place that we went, they had a mask policy that actually said... Of course, children under 10 are exempt, but it said medical conditions referred to by the governor are not exempt. You have to wear a mask. Please do not enter without a mask. Once seated, you may remove your mask. Uh, If you leave your table for any reason, wear your mask. We reserve the right to refuse service to anyone who will not adhere to this policy. But the thing that got me was that medical conditions referred to by the governor are not exempt that is, we're facing a whole different ball game. I feel when we're saying that people who have medical problems are not allowed access to this building uh, because they can't wear a mask. What are what are your thoughts? Yeah, look to an earlier comment the sheriff made, and there's a reason Tarrant County is doing so well. It's because we have law and order. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I just mm-hmm. want to throw that out there. It works. It yeah. actually works universally. But but it is a private business. They can say what you can and cannot do, but you can't discriminate. Right. So now I just go back two or three years to, to the cake scandal. and I want to bake a cake for the LBGTQ community. And I don't want to, as a pastor, don't want to do the. But, but it works when the shoe's on the other foot for them. All of a mm-hmm. sudden now it's like, well, now, now you can discriminate. Now if someone legitimately, we have a congressman, correct me if I'm wrong, who says, look, I contracted COVID because I'm wearing a mask. I had a guy told you on one of my flights, hyperventilate, that yeah. we had to go resuscitate on a flight. Because he was wearing a mask. So if you have a medical condition, I, for me, the lines are so blurred. Right. It's a private business, but now it's you're discriminating. I don't know, Sheriff, you're going to know better here. But for me, that's a no-no. I mean, and, and I, wanna, I do want to get your thoughts, Sheriff. Um, and, I, and just to add, um, just for some perspective, I did tell them, I said, I, I, don't, I can't wear a mask a lot of the time because of you know, my pregnancy. I get very, I can't breathe. Um, and I already have trouble breathing right now because I'm to that point in pregnancy where I'm like, it's hard to breathe. It's a thousand degrees outside. Um, I've got lightheaded the other day. I felt like I was going to faint. And it turns out um, oxygen is really good when you're uh, like growing a tiny human inside you. So I, I said, you know, well, I, you know, it's really hard for me to wear a mask. And she said, well, I, can I see your papers? And I was like, well, there's no pa- yeah, there's no papers that I have. A, you can't ask that. But B, there's no papers that like they've given me to walk around to like, would you like to see my giant stomach instead? Because <laughs> I'm not making it up. But uh, what are your thoughts on on that going on in the metroplex? Well, I hate to see that happening because, you know, for the last 35 or 40 years, we've taken great exceptions and created HIPAA. We've yes. created all of these things where you can't ask yeah. about different things. And, you know, Here's my belief. We are a noble people. And if you say, I have a medical condition, it ought to be good enough. Yes. Right. It ought to be good enough. It shouldn't be, we shouldn't drill down into anything. Thank you. We'll get you to the closest table. 
right. or whatever. Right. But but they don't have any business seeing your papers. They don't have any business doing that. They need to take your word for it. We are a noble people. We do well. Yeah, I just thought, uh, I mean, is, well, this see. is this is just the first step to, you know, I guess getting a chip in your arm showing you've had all your vaccines to make sure before you enter a store. I don't know. It's, it's uh, crazy times we're living in. So Dr. Fauci, uh, during an interview yesterday on ABC News, he said, obviously, it's not a widely recommended practice. But if you just want to be super safe, you could just wear goggles uh, as well. He said, if you really want perfect protection of your mucosal surfaces, you have mucosa in the mouth, in the nose, you also have it in the eye. And that is one of the things, theoretically, you should protect all of the mucosal surfaces. So if you have goggles or an eye shield, you should use it. It's not universally recommended, but if you want to be complete, you should probably use it if you can. Now, I don't have the best memory. But I seem to recall a certain man coming on to this program and saying, what's next? Are we going to wear goggles? Because, it, I mean, obviously, you could probably contract it through your eyes if you're talking about being able to contract it through here. And here we are, and they're suggesting wearing goggles. You're proving that pregnant mamas have clear memory, okay, because that's months ago. Yeah, I don't remember, like, what I ate for breakfast earlier today, but I remember what you said. Look, I, I studied medicine, and it's, it's it, you know, but, but here's the deal. The irony is, while he's saying, this is the problem I have. And uh, people without vision perish. And our problem for our nation is we don't have vision. The man's not casting a clear vision. They flip-flop. He's standing saying, you know what? You should probably wear goggles. And he has no goggles on. <laughs> I've got a problem with that just there. Okay? Yeah. Lead by example. Yeah. Because he doesn't put the goggles on because, you know, he sat three days ago at a baseball game with his mask off. Yeah, took the mask off. That's why I'm saying I can't trust the man. Mm -hmm. I just can't because it's anything. But, yeah, I was saying, what's next? You know, <laughs> what's and you saw the guy walked into a Walmart with his scuba mask on and his tank on his back. I did. Full on. Flip, no, flip. There we go. He went full on. He had a tank on his back, his whole scuba suit. And he's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm your father. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Oh, my funny. goodness. No. That's, that's funny. What are your thoughts, Sheriff? Well, I, I am right there with you. What is yeah. next? And, yeah. and, you know, we're going to be in Kim's suits by, by, by Christmas. And, and I think that we need to not live in fear. We need to go on about it or we need to form a corporation and let's get our gas mask uh, start manufacturing them and everybody wearing those but I think that uh, uh, when he does that and this is the only thing the issue I have with Fossey is that he no mask are going to help you mask are going to help you right. goggles are going to help you is it's a credibility issue, and it's it's all of a sudden okay. Are you you're not sure, are you? Right. Yeah. So just admit that you guys don't know, right? Because yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't you take him a little bit more seriously if he said, "Look, it's a novel coronavirus. We've never dealt with it before. We can tell you what we were guessing, but it's totally just a guess." I just feel like we, if they were at least more transparent with the American mm -hmm. people that this is all just kind of learning as they go and guessing as they go along, it might do better for uh, the public trust within them. Like, let me get your let me get your thoughts on this this part of the uh, this this topic. So I just read that there is a the, the vaccine manufacturers who are I think they got like thirty thousand Americans who. We're like, yes, sign me up for getting that uh, injection in my arm, which you couldn't pay me enough money for. But uh, even as they're talking about the vaccine that they say is very promising, they still said, 
Well, just because there's a vaccine that's probably going to come out doesn't mean that once that happens that we should stop social distancing and wearing masks. And I'm like, well, hold on. Because now we've moved the goalposts all the way from hospitals need to not be overwhelmed. Let's take two weeks to slow the spread to, well, we should probably stay shut in our houses until a vaccine becomes available to, well, even when the vaccine becomes available, we still won't be able to get back to normal life. Where do we go next? And I can tell you why, Sarah. They've delayed the release of the vaccine and they will delay it as long as they can. But at some point, you can't delay it any longer. Mm -hmm. Now, what's next? What was after impeachment? What, it's always what's next. And now it is, no, you're going to steal. So then the vaccine doesn't work. The timing of the goggles statement, though, is interesting. This is on the heels a day after the, the America's, you know, first line doctors, America's first, whatever it comes and says, yeah, front hydroxy front line, America's front line doctors, hydroxychloroquine works. So now you got to go to, yes, but even if the vaccine is out there, it's probably still recommended if we don't open up and we don't go outside Maybe because even when you take the flu vaccine, it protects you against one strand of 13 strands of flu. And there is no guarantee. There's no vaccine in the world that can absolutely guarantee you from not getting sick. Yeah. Has never happened in history. And these vaccines is not tested by the FDA, right? Regularly, they're not. They're just rolled out. So who made the vaccine? What's in the thing? Ask those questions. What's in this vaccine? Who made it? Right? Well, well, it's interesting because I keep hearing, well, but it's produced 100 percent of, of uh, antibody and it, it's produced antibodies in 100 percent of people. And but I'm like, need a mask. well, but also I'm like, B- OK, but like who's getting cancer in 20 years from taking right. it? I right. mean, that, that's great that it's producing antibodies, but that's not the only thing we should be looking at when you're talking about a vaccine that you're going to put in millions of Americans bodies. Uh, Sheriff, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, 10 years from now, are we going to all have hand cancer? Right. From, right. from all the sanitizer and and you know and I heard somebody say the other day that they'd washed their hands so much that they were starting to see that that spelling test they cheated on in their <laughs> senior year of high school was <laughs> showing back up you know is I think that uh, uh, what is next yeah. and and we've got to figure out how we're going to live are we going to live uh, as free people yeah. or are we going to live with that we've got to do the next thing to to get by this, you know, and I mean, if we sell coffee cups that the news and why it matters to everybody and it's going to cure you, uh, is I, I think that there will be people rushing to that. But I think it just all feeds on fear. Yeah. yeah. Let's, 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 you know, I, I come from a very much of evangelical Christian moment. Yep. Be still and know I'm God. Mm. And let's move on. Mm. Yeah. Wise words. For There's this, a higher power and he's on the throne. Amen. Uh, but also, I would just like to add, uh, if the news and white matters, I don't know, it could be a cure, could the be. coffee cups for the news and white matters. So you could go to uh, shop.blazemedia.com and just get one. I mean, there's no scientific evidence to back that up. None whatsoever. But you, you could get a coffee cup anyway, just to be safe. Back in a minute. <laughs> You'll do well, because there's no evidence that the mask is working either. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. We can just throw stuff out. That's what I'm thinking. So. Say, drink coffee from this mug in the morning and you may not get... <laughs> This is our uh, our cancel culture segment. So a the owners of a Michigan bed and breakfast have removed a Norwegian flag that they had had hanging outside their building for two years because there were some people who they were very upset because they thought that it was the Confederate flag. 
And so they said, you, we, you can't, how dare you hang that Confederate flag here? And so now they're just not going to hang the Norwegian flag at all. Here is a little bit of uh, the owners of the bed and breakfast speaking to their local news channel watch. They are the same color, but they don't, there are no stars on the Norwegian flag. And the Confederate flag is a big X. And the Norwegian flag, as part of those Nordic countries, they all have a big cross. They're all crosses, right? The couple says they're proud of their heritage, but says it's not worth the frustration. When we did our pho- photography over, I was like, we need to take it down, which he was opposed to. He was like, people should know the difference. And I was like, they should, but they don't. But the damage was really done. I came down and was like, I'm done. I've had enough. I'm tired of people mistaking us for this. I mean, I am totally on team husband on this. They should know the difference. I mean, can you can pull, pull that up? Pull that side by side up. I, it, I just, I, I'm sorry that people are too dumb to see the difference here. I, it's very clear to me. And now this couple uh, will no longer be hanging the Norwegian flag, which is, of course, their heritage on their business because they got too many, too many uh, threats and hate mail. Sarah, this brings something to mind. You know, I had a person one day look at me and say, where are you from? And I said, South Africa. And they, their reply was, oh, I've been to Europe. I'm like, that's good for you. That's Northern <laughs> Hemisphere. I'm from the Southern Hemisphere. And this brings that to mind, right? If you poll... Antifa and Black Lives Matter say, where's Norway? They couldn't show you on a map, mm-hmm. okay? And, and this, this is not good. But the sad part is, the sad part is, they could hang a U.S. flag outside their door and you would have people complain today. And they'd still get upset. That's what rivets me as an immigrant. That's what bothers me. They're canceling a country mm-hmm. or trying to, right? Mm-hmm. People's heritage. And by the way, when you go to a bed and breakfast and they are bold enough to say this is a Norwegian bed and breakfast, you want to go because the food is going to be amazing. <laughs> you may just discover another culture. You may just eat something you've never eaten and have one of the greatest dates of your life. I want to say bad words. <laughs> but... <laughs> Get educated. Please get educated. I'm with Team Husband. Yeah, me too. What do you think, Cher? Me too. I'm with Team Husband also. I mean, this is just a great example of how ignorance runs amok. And, you know, it goes along with these people attacked in in, uh, Maine and took down the Frederick Douglass statute. I mean, his impact on America has been incredible. They go over to Massachusetts to the monument of the 54th. Uh, regiment during the Civil War, all black regiment, and they defaced that. There were 14 Medal of Honors in that group. And the ignorance of people, we cannot allow that to stand. We can't govern that way. We can't act that way. We've got to draw that line in the sand like Colonel Travis did and say enough is enough. But Sarah, it's selective, though. Yes, it is. It's selective. Turning Point did a segment where they went to Georgetown University, beautiful campus, and they said, hey, can we change the name of Georgetown? King George was a bad dude. And it's named after him. No, 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 no. You can't change the name of Georgetown University. Can't do that. Right. This is a bad guy. Right. This is not Medal of Honor. I mean, mm. So the hypocrisy runs, runs thick as well. I mean, it's... Oh, is, is you know, uh, uh, Senator Byrd's statue is still up. Mm. Uh, you know, and his statue is still up. But the Democratic Party, you know, uh, our own... Uh, uh, a congressman here from Texas who did the resolution against the Democratic Party of saying, you are the party of slavery, you are the party of Jim Crow, you are the party of anti-civil rights, you are the party against the 14th and 15th Amendment. You are that people in which you say that uh, we're, you know, 
Oh, we're the racist? Right, yeah. yeah, and I loved that he did that, I by did the way. Too. I'm like, oh, of course it was a guy from Texas. I love Texas. God bless him. Uh, all right, really quickly, so Trader Joe's, there had been this back-and-forth disagreement. Um, the, there was a petition that was signed because, you know, we're tackling the world's greatest issues right now, which apparently is that Trader Joe's uh, had its international food products that they were, like, culturally appropriating because their Hispanic food, their Mexican food, was called Trader Jose's and uh, their Chinese food selection, which they've got awesome orange chicken, was Trader Ming's and uh, Trader Giotto's was their Italian brand. And their t- people signed a petition because it was too much. It's too much. All right. We've got to fix the most important issues of the country right now, which obviously is that Trader Joe's was culturally appropriating. So there was a news story that surfaced that Trader Joe's was going to change, rebrand all of their international food products. Now they say that they are not. uh, And uh, they said that they will keep some of their international food labels. And of course, they say that, that they're not racist, which is true. But uh, it's so sad that we are talking about this right now in 2020 with all of the real issues plaguing our country, that this is what is on the top of some Americans' minds. How dare Trader Joe's culturally appropriate by using uh, Trader Giotto's for its spaghetti sauce? This is, this is what happens when people stay home, they're not going to work, and they get a check from the government, and they got nothing to do. <laughs> and now they cook up, who else can we take down and what's important? I say go support Trader Joe's. Yeah. Go do what you did for Mike Lindell at MyPillow. Mm-hmm. Support him as well. And go buy everything off the shelf and support the company for having the, the chutzpah yeah. to say, you know what? No. We're not going to change the names. And, and I don't like that they want to change some of them. Keep all of them. Again, Sarah, ask the people who it represents whether they have a problem with it. At, like the Native Americans, none of them had a problem with the Washington Redskins. If the, it wasn't the people who are represented that was offended. Right. It's not. Right. It, it's these radical wing nuts that has nothing to do, who's getting a check from the government, yeah. not going to work, and now picking fights. Right. Well, and it's usually sheriff. I mean, it's usually the white people who are like, well, well, they might not be offended, but we're going to be offended for them because we know better than them, which was kind of like contrary to the point they're trying to make. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's next that when you go in the grocery store and you see the wine selection and there was the French and the the South American and all that, they're going to have to take all that down too, I guess. You're going to have to guess where the wine was from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to be a sommelier now to know what you're drinking. So you can't say Napa anymore. You can't say it's a French or no, no. Oh, oh no. don't, and, screw, don't screw with my wine. Yeah, that, with Sarah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> last, last word, last word. Is, is that I think that, again, that people are just overreacting and being absolutely, it's, it's off the charts silly. Ridiculous. And, and, and nobody has time for that. We ain't got no time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Back in a minute. All right. I do. I was like, don't screw with my All right, yesterday's poll, will Joe Biden still be the Democratic Party's presidential candidate when we get to November? You guys disagreed with the panelists that we had yesterday. Uh, 57.1% of you said, nope, it's not going to be Joe Biden. Uh, 42, almost 43% of you said yes. So almost a 60-40 split there. Um, that's interesting. What do you what do you think very quickly? Yeah, he's going to be the nominee it's because him. he's a puppet. Yeah. Yeah, it's him. They can can control him. The greater question is, will Joe Biden know that he's the candidate? (laughs) 
good. That he's is. running for Senate. Yeah, well, he was. Last time, last time he told us he's just running for Senate. And he can Senate. beat Joe Biden. Yes, he yeah. can beat Joe. I mean, we he could go he on. Can beat Joe Biden. We could go on forever on these, on but, these but guys. He, he will be the nominee. He yeah. will be on the top of the ballot for <sighs> the Democrats. Which is terrifying. Uh, and I guess we'll find out soon whether or not Kamala is, in fact, going to be his vice presidential that? pick. He said he was going to announce it the first week of August. So He committed to a woman. We'll see. And he also, yeah. Abrams. Yeah, he also said a woman of color. Yeah. So we'll see. But Elizabeth Warren could sneak in there and just start identifying as a, a black woman instead of a Native American. Who knows? Uh, today's poll. If you were forced to listen to one of the following, which would it be? Michelle Obama's podcast, The View or Nails on a Chalkboard? I'm going like, can I listen to myself stabbing a fork in my ear so I don't have to hear either of those things? Nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> Nails on a chalkboard. Nails on a chalkboard. All right. Well, let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with pleasure. both of you. Thank you, Sheriff. Thank you. No, thank you. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.